Shalom Aleichem Rabotai, this is Rabbi Kovex. It is Monday, March 14th, and Yud Aleph Adar Sheni. We are finishing up the fifth chapter of Demai today and beginning the sixth. The theme in the fifth chapter, the fifth parak, has been you can't take uh, tithes from something that's only Chayev de Rabbanan on something that's Chayev de Raisa. And what happens if you did? Yesterday we had the case of the holy flower pot, the Atzitz Nakuf, which is Chayev de Raisa, to take tithes on that produce. And we talked about if you took instead from a, a unholy flower pot, a flower pot without a hole that joins it to the ground halachically. We have a similar case now in Yud Aleph, Mishnah 11, Tarim Minadamai Ala Demai. This is a little different because Demai itself, it's a suffix if you need to take the tithes. And that's why we have this rabbinic enactment that you have to go back and take out the Trumas Meiser and then keep the Meiser Shani and the Meiser Rishon. But you did, did have to take that Trumas Meiser from the Demai because it's Da Mai, which is Aramaic for what's this? Because you don't know if the Amaretz you purchased from took the tithes. Now they had gone out, or maybe Yochanan Kohen Godel had gone out and sent messengers, and they saw that most of the Amaretz took the tithes, but not everybody. So it was a rabbinical enactment by uh, Yochanan Kohen Godel that you had to go and take this Trumas Meiser out. So each pile of Demai you bought from a different Amaretz, it's a suffix if that's Chayiv or not. So if you took from one pile of Demai onto another pile of Demai, now you have a problem because one of those piles might have been obligated Zeraisa to take tithes because the Amaretz didn't, but the other one, he might have taken the tithes. And you don't know. You, you don't know which one's which. It could be they were both tithes or they were both untithed or one is, one isn't. So the mission continues a similar case. You took the tithes me Demai from a pile of Demai Alvadai to fulfill the obligation of tithes on Vadai. That's produce that really Deraisa needs to be tithe. That you know you grew it yourself or you bought it from someone who told you, you know it has to be tithe. So Truma, it is Truma in the sense that since you called it Truma, you have to give it to a Kohen. The Yachazar Vietrum, but you have to go back and take Truma from the second pile also. So if you took from one pile of Demai to exempt a different one, you have to go back and take the, take truma from that second pile as well. The mission continues, Minavadai ala demai. You separated tithes from a pile of produce that really needed them on a Duraisa level, on a demai, which is a suffix. It's truma in the sense that you've called it truma and you have to give it to the Kohen now to eat it. Velota achel, but that Kohen can't eat it yet. Ad Until that Kohen takes from it truma demaisu, because it might be tevil. Because if this demai that you were trying to exempt, the Amaretz had actually taken out all the tithes first, then it was exempt, and instead of pulling out tithes, which are putter in further tithing, because they are a true Meiser, now you're giving the Kohen Tevel. You're giving him just a pile of produce that really didn't need to take tithes. So the Kohen, before he eats it, he has to go ahead and take tithes. So we see in the fifth parak wrapping up this theme, that there are issues taking from something that's a suffix onto something that's a Vadai, and vice versa. So now we're beginning the sixth parak, and the first half of the sixth parak covers issues of if one person is renting or leasing or sharecropping land that belongs to somebody else. So Hamakabal Sadeh mi Yisrael mina Oved Kochavi mina Kutsi. So the mission begins, somebody accepts, and this word Mekabal usually means in Schirus. Schirus is sharecropping. And then Farshim explained he's gonna he's gonna take half for himself and give the other half to the landowner, or he's going to take a third and give him two-thirds, or vice versa. There is a percentage arrangement that whatever grows in this field, the worker who's actually on the field gets a percentage, and the landowner gets the other percentage. 
So if he is doing a sharecropping arrangement, whether it's land of a Jew or a non-Jew or a Kuti, which we talked about yesterday, these Kuthians, these not-so-good, good Samaritans that were a suffolk for a while if their conversion was valid, and eventually they found out they were still doing a Vodazara, and they said these guys are not, uh, these guys are not Gishmaka Jews, and they didn't have the, the halach of suffolk anymore after that. But this is during the period when they're still suffolk about Jews. So what's the din? What does he do? Lifnehem. He divides, they each get their percentage in front of them. They take it to the threshing floor and they divide the produce. He says, you get your half, I get my half. And the, he doesn't have to take the tithes. So he doesn't have to remove tithes from this. And the Farshim explained the idea is the Rabbanan did not extend. We saw earlier, normally you have to take tithes from anything that you sell or you give as a gift, or even if you leave it for people to pick it up, you have to take tithes. Here we didn't say you have to take tithes. Why? So that more people would want to share crop the land. So even if you didn't own the land, the land of Israel wouldn't lay fallow. It wouldn't be uh, empty and unused. So even if a non-Jew owns the land, and it's better if Jews own the land, we learned in, in Hilchot Shabbat, you could even tell a non-Jew to write up a deed of sale on Shabbos to buy land in Eretz Israel. That's how important it is. But even if, he, even if a Jew doesn't own the land, even if a non-Jew owns the land, it's important that the land in Israel is worked and is, is productive and is improving. Something the early Zionists worked very hard to do, and if they, even if they didn't always own the land, they were making the land blossom again. So the idea is we don't want to make the sharecropper who's there working the land have to take tithes and take that small percentage of a loss. We want them to be as profitable as possible, so the land will not be vacant and fallow. So he just divides the crops between him and the landowner. He just leaves it on the threshing floor and let the landowner, be he Jew or non-Jew alike, let him take the tithes. The sharecropper who's doing the work doesn't have to. The next case in the Mishnah is HaChocher Sodem Israel. Now, HaChocher is a renter. He's paying a fixed amount of rent. It's not a percentage like an aris, like a sharecropper. He says he's going to give you such and such. He's going to give to the landowner each season. And even if the land doesn't produce enough, he's got to pay that rent from somewhere else, as we're going to see. So, Hocher Sodem Yisrael, he's renting land to work from a Jew. Torem Venoten Lo. Whatever he's giving him as a rent, he has to take the truma first. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ematai, when does he have to take just the truma? Bizman Shanatan Lome Osa Sodem Osa Min. When he's renting out a field to grow uh, winter wheat. And he grows winter wheat there, and then he pays the rent from that winter wheat that he grew. So then he just takes the truma, and not any, uh, not any miser richo, not any miser shani, not truma miser, not anything else. Aval, Rabbi Yehuda continues, Avalim natan lo If he's paying the rent from a different field, like, like uh, for example, the field he rented didn't produce enough, or he decided he wanted to keep that and pays rent for something else. Omimin acher, or if he grew a different crop, he grew barley instead of wheat on that particular field. Since he's sort of changing the deal, it's sort of the, the implied uh, conditions of the deal are I'm going to pay the rent from what, when I, the wheat I grow in this field, and now he's paying from barley from that field, or he's paying from produce from a different field. So he has to take not only the truma, but the miser as well. Shkoyach, Rabosai will continue in the sixth barrack tomorrow.